For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who want to know what works with social media. And man, do we have a really awesome show today. I'm going to dub this one the Pinterest edition. Uh, later on, I'm going to be doing an interview with Beth Hayden, author of Pinfluence. She's going to share an amazing amount of marketing insight for businesses when it comes to Pinterest. I've also got a really cool um, uh, discovery that I want to share with you about Pinterest for marketers. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and share that with you right now. After mediating a crocodile family dispute, look at what Michael Stelzner discovered. As I mentioned earlier, this is the Pinterest edition, so I thought I would share with you a really cool plugin called Pinterest Plugin. You can find out more about it at PinterestPlugin.com. This is a really killer plugin by Phil Dirksen, and uh, it's a WordPress plugin. And it's really, really awesome because what it does is it allows you to install this into your blog, into your WordPress site, and it's very simple. It's a lot like the retweet button, but you can control lots of things. There's a free version and a paid version. Uh, I use the freed version at socialmediaexaminer.com. And what's really cool about this is you can, you can go ahead and allow users to select from your article an entire array of images. What it will do, it gives you the option to have users select from an image pop-up or have a pre-selected image for each of your posts. And in the pop-up, the way it works is it literally pops up a little thing over the top of your blog, and all the images that are in your blog show up in this cool interface, and people can select what they want, and then they can pin it on Pinterest. You can choose also to show your uh, number of pins, and there's different ways to display the button and so on and so forth. It's very, very easy to use. It's the one that I found absolutely works the best. Uh, and we have experimented with lots of other Pinterest plugins, including the default plugin built into Dig Dig. Uh, and I personally feel like Pinterest Pin It Button is so strong that we use it standalone on its own. So if you have a blog um, or a website that has lots of images that you think folks might want to share on Pinterest, this is really the tool that you want to use. Now, uh, I have another cool thing that I want to share with you. I've been racking my brain about how can I make it easy for people who listen to the Social Media Marketing Podcast to let their friends know about it. And I came out with what I'm going to call the verbal tweet. And let me explain how it goes. Let's just say right now you're in the gym and you've got your smartphone or you're walking and you, you love listening to the podcast. 
All you have to do is literally go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. If you do that right now, and you can even pause the recording to see what happens. If you go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash love, all lowercase, a tweet will be pre-populated into your Twitter feed, and all you have to do is just simply accept it, and this tweet will go out to your fan base, letting them know that you love the Social Media Marketing Podcast, and make it super easy for uh, your friends to find out about the podcast, and of course, make us super happy because we want more and more marketers to be listening to this podcast. So check it out at socialmediaexaminer.com slash love. AI has been a massive disruptive force over the past year. That's why we're excited to announce our brand new show. Introducing AI Explored. It's a weekly show hosted by me, Michael Stelzner. If you want to understand how to put AI to work, this is the show for you. Each week, we'll dive deep into using AI to your advantage. We're talking the practical, tactical stuff that I know you're probably craving. Search for AI Explored on your favorite podcast app, and happy listening. So with that, let's transition over to this outstanding interview right now. Helping you simplify your social safari, here's this week's expert guide. I am so excited to be joined today by Beth Hayden. Beth is the author of the new book, Pinfluence, The Complete Guide to Marketing Your Business on Pinterest. She's also a staff writer at copyblogger.com, and you can find out more about her at bethhayden.com, which is H-A-Y-D-E-N. Beth, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm thrilled to be here, Mike. Thank you so much. Well, you know, I've been wanting for a while to do a podcast on Pinterest, and today what we're going to do is explore Pinterest. We're going to talk about how it can help your business. So, Beth, let's start with some high-level questions. Um, Can you share some of the stats about who is using Pinterest? Yeah. So demographic stats are a little bit all over the place right now. I'm seeing everything between about 60% women to upwards of 80 to 90% women. So I like to use a middle of the road number that I've seen a couple times, which is about 80% women right now. And those women are between the ages of 25 and about 55. So it's a lot of age age range there. Um, And they're fairly affluent, actually. So income levels are about 50,000 and up for Pinterest users. But it is shifting as well. There are more and more men coming on all the time. So it's not going to stay, you know, mostly women for long. I think it'll be much more in balance fairly quickly. That's awesome. Um, I had a little uh, frog in my throat. So if you hear me cough, um, (laughs) that's why. So um, let's talk about um, how many people are using Pinterest. Uh, Do you have any, any insight in that? Yeah, the latest number that I saw is about 11 million users, and they did hit 10,000, I'm sorry, 10 million users faster than any other social media sites. So they actually crazy. ramped up fairly quickly. That's yeah. crazy. And they, uh, they, they did it faster than Facebook did. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, I think there's something about the site that just really draws people in. And once you get into it, there's something addictive about it. You know, there's a lot of different theories floating around about that. I have this theory that it's it's just this really sort of beautiful, positive place. Um, and, it, and it really just is a place that you want to hang out. I mean, the kids are always clean and the houses are always, you know, beautiful and they never need to be vacuumed. And the, the meals always look amazing and scrumptious. And there's something about that that we want to go and just sort of dream there, you know. That's that's my theory on it. Well, let, let's talk about um, for for those that are listening that have a business. Um, let's talk a little bit about what the benefits might be for marketers. Yeah. 
Yeah. I heard a speaker a couple months back that just said, I don't really care about Pinterest. It's just another photo album. You know, I don't understand the point. And I really winced because I thought, wow, he's missing a huge opportunity. Because the biggest thing about Pinterest, as far as benefits for marketers right now, is the amount of referral traffic that it's driving to websites and blogs right now. It's crazy. So as of end of last year, beginning of this year, beginning of 2012, uh, it started sending just an avalanche of referral traffic. And it started bypassing some of our other social media media greats. It bypassed LinkedIn, bypassed YouTube really quickly. And then just as of about six months ago, it passed Twitter as well. So the only social media site that it's not driving more traffic than is Facebook. And of course, Facebook has a billion users. So that's sort of to be expected. But as far as referral traffic, it's Facebook and then Pinterest right behind it. And it's driving more traffic than, let's see if I can get these, LinkedIn, Google Plus, and YouTube combined. So when I talk to my clients and say, okay, let's figure out where you want to spend your social media time. I make a case for Pinterest being one of the things that they spend time on because it, it equals more traffic back to their sites, which is really what we're going for. You know, that's what we're trying to do. So let's break this down a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I'm not a, I'll be, I'll be a confession here. I'm not an avid Pinterest user uh, yet. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I will be after this interview. <laughs> Um, how does it actually drive traffic? Because it's got lots of beautiful pictures and stuff, but what's the mechanism that leads to the driving off of Pinterest? Right. So the way that it works is somebody will take an image and let's say they're, they're pinning something from social media examiner and they grab an image from there and they pin it to one of their pin boards and pin boards are just collages on Pinterest. And you can have as many of them as you want on all kinds of different topics. So you pin this image from social media examiner. You know, it was a great article I read about Pinterest yesterday written by Kelly Lester. So I grab an image from that article. I pin it onto my Pinterest is great for your business board on Pinterest. And then forever after, that pin on Pinterest is a link back to that social media examiner blog post. So anyone who would click on it can immediately go back to you know SME and, and read more and then hopefully get on your mailing list and get on your subscriber list, that kind of thing. Mm. And so all of the pins on Pinterest, if you're looking at the whole world there, these millions and millions of pins that they've got on there, they're all links back to somewhere else. And that's why it's driving so much traffic because it's really, really direct because each one of those is a link. You know, it's just one click. Actually, it's two technically. You click on a board, click on a particular pin on that board, brings up a slightly larger version of that pin. And then when you click on the pin again, it takes you back to the website or blog post or article or, or whatever. So it's just a really direct way of, of getting traffic. That's why it's taken off as far as marketing the way that it has. Interesting. So what I really hear you saying is Pinterest is kind of like a visual billboard, if you will, for yeah. something that lives behind the graphic. Maybe it's a piece of content or something yeah. else. And and um, if these visuals kind of meet uh, interest of a certain audience, then exactly. they're going to click through, right? I mean, exactly. Yeah. Interesting. And what's cool about Pinterest users is they go on Pinterest to just sort of browse around and see what's new. You know, they don't typically go in looking for a particular pair of jeans or a particular recipe or anything. They're just looking around. You know, they just want to see what's new. And then they click on these links and follow them all over the place, just sort of the way that we, the way that we surf the web, you know. And so they're, they're browsers, and that's what makes it interesting. So it's, it's like kind of a different upon. model. It's almost like It stumble. is a little bit. 
Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. And also I'm thinking about it, you know, QR codes are so hot right now, you know, and every QR code that you see has a link behind it, whether it's a link, you know, landing page or article or, you know, or whatever. Pinterest pins work exactly the same way that every pin you see has a link behind it. So let's talk a little bit about how and why Pinterest is different than Twitter, which also has yeah. images, and Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. What kind of, what's the secret sauce going on that makes this different? Yeah. I think it's broken down to a really, really simple model. Really, all it is is videos and images put on these boards, and then they're all links back to somewhere else. So, you know, with Facebook, you get this sort of hodgepodge of uh, updates and photo albums of people uploading their own photos. And then there are some external links, um, but it's in the middle of this big mishmash. And in fact, it's kind of the same way on Twitter, that you do have a lot of external links going other places, but it's in the middle of lots of other stuff, lots of other noise. Um, and and then I will confess, I'm, I'm not much of an Instagram user yet. I know that's going to catch on with me soon. Um, but Instagram seems a little bit more about taking your own photos and sharing those, you right, know, right, right. and Pinterest, you know, Pinterest, you're pulling from other websites and you're also repinning from other Pinterest users and things like that. So, let's, so yeah, let's talk about yeah. some of the, the verbiage and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I know that you can repin and you can like and you can comment. And yeah. it seems that that's logical, like repinning sounds like retweeting and liking sounds yeah. like what we're familiar with on, on, on Facebook and commenting. Exactly. Obviously, yeah. we, have, we all know what that means. But how yeah. does the actions that others take when it comes to liking and repinning, commenting, does it have any visibility impact on the yeah. algorithm, if you will, to mm. be seen more by people on Pinterest? Yeah, I think when something gets repinned a ton of times, when it gets passed around like that, it will be more likely to be seen because every time you're repinning it, you're then sharing it with your followers. Um, so it really just gets exponential, you know. Um, I have a pin somewhere that got repinned something like, you know, 300, 400 times. And I got this whole flood of followers after that because um, everyone saw my name associated with that pin and then followed me, you know, hoping for more content that was like that, you know. Um, and then as far as liking, you know, I do think it gives you some visibility. I don't think it's quite as visible as uh, repinning that piece of content. And then with commenting, that really just stays within your own Pinterest account, you know, and, and then any, when anyone sees that pin as well, they'll also see the comment on there and who the user was that commented. Um, but I think people aren't taking advantage of commenting on pins as much as they should be. I don't see a whole lot of people doing it. They're really just passing images around as fast as they can. Um, and I I'd love to see more engagement, especially from marketers, you know, people really communicating and, and getting into conversation with people. When I first created my account on Pinterest, um, it asked me, it showed a bunch of images and it asked mm -hmm. me to click on the ones that I liked. So, for yeah. example, I clicked on all the outdoors ones that were really beautiful mm -hmm. nature shots and stuff. Yeah. And then when I logged in, it seemed to show me more of those kinds of pictures. Is, exactly. it, is that how it works or does it only show you pictures of people that you quote unquote follow? I mean, kind of what do you yeah. see when you first log in and how is that yeah. determined? It's both, actually. So anyone that you would be following are going to show up on your Pinterest homepage. And it works exactly the same way that the Facebook news feed does. So when you're logged in as you and you go to your Pinterest homepage, you're going to see a mix of stuff that your um, people that you follow have pinned and with the most recent stuff on the top, of course. And then Pinterest is also giving you some suggested content that it thinks you might like. So it has you auto-follow some people um, based on what those selections were when you first uh, picked out your 
account. So it picked out people who do photos of the outdoors and things like that and serves up those photos to you as well. And you, if you don't like those folks, you've got the option to unfollow them at any time you want. But, you know, Pinterest says we want to give you as much content as we can right away, whether you're only following one person or following, you know, 20 or 30 at the beginning. We want to give you gorgeous photos, to, you know, images to look at. So that's why they do that. Can you explain the importance of boards and what they are and, and why they yeah. matter? Yeah. So boards are just collections of images and videos. So it, it's a board or a pin board. And I tell people it's like creating a collage out of images that you cut from magazines the way that lots of folks do. You know, mm. I live in Boulder and people in Boulder are crazy about, you know, vision boards, you know, creating images of the life that you'd like to have. And so it works exactly the same way. You're just collecting images, you know, from all over the place. Um, and, and then what I tell people as far as marketing is concerned, what's important is that you make your boards as specific as you can. Because I think people are tempted to, let's say, create a recipe board. Um, um, when in fact they might want to break it out and have a an entree, you know, recipes and a dessert recipes or a snacks that are great for kids recipes, because um, you're more likely to get followers that way. The more specific you are, the easier it is for people to see kind of what you're into and what your tastes are like. And uh, as far as how important they are, the the board is really the heart of the entire Pinterest system. You know, you've got two key pieces. You've got your pin board and then your pins, um, and that's that's what makes the whole engine go so let's talk about um there's a following aspect and a follower aspect of this right Mm so yeah um is it important to have lots of followers on pinterest from a marketer's perspective and if it is how how should we go about trying to 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 accomplish that I think it is important just like it is on any other social media site. Um, what I tell people is that building a following on Pinterest does seem to happen a little bit slower, perhaps, um, than some other sites, even when you're fairly active on there. So you do have to be patient with it. And I tell people to, as always, you know, consider your quality over quantity. You know, you want to have an engaged audience that really likes what you're sharing, you know, considers you an expert, that kind of thing. Um, so don't get too stressed out if your following is being, you know, is coming long kind of slowly you know just be patient with it and keep pinning keep following people um and then as far as getting more followers what i tell people is the better your content is on pinterest the the quicker and the better you know you'll build your audience so um what i tell people is to be a content curator on pinterest and it's just like a museum curator you know so you want to you know figure out exactly what your audience needs and then be cherry picking that great content from all over the web and all over Pinterest too when you're repinning and then curating these boards, you know, in these beautiful ways and presenting that information to your audience. And then people will know, hey, you know, Beth is the person to go to for Pinterest marketing information. You know, I can follow Andrea Vall for fantastic Facebook stuff. Um, So that's what I tell people is to focus on great content and just consistently be pinning a little bit each day if you can. Let's say that um, a business has an email list that they want to grow. Is there a way that Pinterest Mm -hmm. could somehow assist them? 
Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a great idea for services businesses in particular, you know, therapists and coaches and anyone who offers a, a service, whether it's a, you know, a hairdresser or, um, you know, high-end uh, professional services, that kind of thing. Um, and I think the key there is to get people back to your website from Pinterest and get them on your mailing list. So my clients, you know, what I always advise them to have the biggest opt-in on their website that you can, that you feel comfortable doing. Like the one on my website is gigantic. You know, there's no way you would miss it. It basically takes up the whole banner um, and that and it converts like crazy, you know, so you want to make sure that when you get traffic from Pinterest, you get them on your mailing list so you're able to follow up with them, especially if you're selling more high end kind of services that people aren't going to buy on impulse. You know, they're not going to buy it on a whim. You're going to need to have several contacts with them before they purchase your services. And the best way to do that is to get them on your mailing list. And so what I tell people is make sure in your Pinterest profile, Profile. It gives you an opportunity to put in a website that it's going to link to in your profile and make sure that goes back to a really nice landing page where they can get free report, free video, free audio, whatever it is that you want to give away and capture that email. You know? And then with the same, same kind of thing on Pinterest, you can be marketing your webinars, teleseminars, that kind of thing, all kinds of those great list building activities that we can do. And you can absolutely be marketing those on Pinterest too. That's outstanding. Um, let's talk about the size of images. I mean, it seems like they're all over the map. Is there any kind of, yeah. for those marketers that want to try to create some images specifically yeah. in their posts or whatever, that might be something that they choose to share on Pinterest. What's the ideal dimensions or size? Yeah. The, so the very maximum width that you can have is 554 pixels, um, which I know is a little strange. It's kind of an odd number, but you don't want to go wider than that. So if you've got a really big website banner that's really, really large, you know, 900 pixels wide or something like that, not the best images to be sharing on Pinterest. You want to go skinnier than that. And then I tell people not to go over 5,000 pixels tall either, because if an, if an image on Pinterest gets too tall and the person has to scroll all the way to the bottom to see the whole thing, then they're likely not going to scroll all the way back up in order to repin it or like it. So you have to be careful because you see some incredibly long, skinny images on Pinterest. Um, Infographics are, you know, notorious for that. And I love infographics on Pinterest. Um, They just have to be careful not to make them too long. And I tell people, if you've got a huge, long infographic, create a slightly, you know, shorter version of it that's more pinnable and then have that uh, smaller version link to the entire infographic on on your website. Well, it sounds to me as if you can put just about any shape image up there, as long as it's not any wider than that 500 and whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Is there any particular size that seems to be more shareable than other sizes, like uh, simple rectangles or anything like that? Or is it just dependent on the image itself? Yeah, I think it's more dependent on the image itself. I mean, some images are more compelling than others, you know, and you've got those gorgeous travel photos and things like that that get passed around a lot. Really scrumptious looking recipes get passed around quite a bit. But also I see a lot of practical how-to content that gets passed around, you know, so how to do this particular thing on Pinterest for me, you know, that the tutorials and things like that. Um, And some of it isn't that beautiful when you first look at it. You know, at first glance, you're like, oh, you know, not a typically – 
uh, beautiful or compelling image, but people are interested in the content behind it, which is why it gets passed around. You know, so I tell people not to worry so much about having every image be of a sunset and be thinking more about the, the stuff that's behind it, you know, and making sure you're clear so that people know what they're going to be getting when they click on it. And I've seen a lot of people putting words over the tops of the images yeah. because um, they can maybe get those images shared even more, right? And yeah, I- absolutely. Yeah, that's one of my favorite tricks on Pinterest, actually. Um, I call those photo badges, although I don't know if they have an official name or not, but it's just taking an image, you know, putting text over top of it that describes, you know, what that link is about. Um, I, there's a blogger that I, I featured in my book that is, is fantastic at this, and she'll do this beautiful image and then put over it how to paint furniture like a pro, you know, and that stuff goes, you know, it just gets her tons and tons of clicks. I mean, she had something like 50,000 clicks from one of her photo badges, and that's traffic directly from Pinterest right to her website. And that one happened to sell an ebook that she was an affiliate for, and she made tons of sales off of it and is consistently getting tons of sales because it happened a year ago and it's still getting passed around, you know, so she gets a ton of traffic from Pinterest by using those photo badges. Does Pinterest provide any kind of visual metric so you know how many times it's been clicked on or is this something she just tracked internally with analytics? Yeah, she tracks it with with analytics on her website. What Pinterest provides is just, you know, you can see how many times it's been repinned and liked. Um, but other than that, you got to track it on your website. But what's cool, like Google Analytics will tell you exactly which pin is sending traffic to your site. You can break it down pin by pin, which is great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's say that for those that are listening that have blogs or websites of any kind, mm-hmm. what would you tell them to make sure that that blog or website is kind of Pinterest enabled. Yeah. So I want to I want to have on every single page and post of your website, I want a pin it button on there so that people can really easily click that um, and then be able to pin images from there. And then make sure that your images are actually pinnable. So anything that's in a flash banner or anything like that is not going to be pinnable. And I tell people, if you have a question, whether it's pinnable or not, try to pin, you know, pin it yourself to your own account. Because um, what's disappointing to me is that sometimes I find a great article and there's no pinnable images in it. You know, I'm dying to share it on Pinterest and I get kind of blocked, which is always sad. Um, so that's one thing, you know, check your images, make sure that they're pinnable and shareable on Pinterest. You know, you want a pin it button at the bottom. And then this is something I find, this is a mistake people make a lot. They're on Pinterest themselves and they have their own account, uh, but that's not uh, visible on their website anywhere. You know, they'll have links to their Twitter and Facebook accounts. And then Pinterest is either buried somewhere else on the site or or it's not on there at all, you know, and, it, and at this point, because Pinterest search is still sort of so-so, it's still kind of hard to find people on Pinterest if you don't have a link to their account. So make sure you've got it with the rest of your social media icons, you know, make it really, really clear. Beth, are there, uh, does Pinterest provide uh, simple widgets like Facebook and Twitter do to allow this Pinterest share um, yeah. and Pinterest follow stuff? Or is They there, do, they yeah. Do? So on their about page, so it's just Pinterest.com forward slash about forward slash goodies, and it's goodies with an S. Um, and so on there is a pin it button that you can use. I'm pretty sure it's a WordPress plugin. I'm pretty sure. And then they also have a follow me on Pinterest badge, and it's kind of a long, uh, like a wide skinny badge, which may or may not work. Um, but they do give you some options, yes. So it's on that goodies page. Excellent. Um, wanted, we posted up on our Facebook wall, um, and asked if anybody had any questions. And one in particular Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you was from Blake Jamison. Uh, Blake asked, do hashtags 
help with visibility and search on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your thoughts on hashtags? Yeah. And well, hashtags and Pinterest work exactly the same way that they do on Twitter, um, with the possible exception that I think they're they're not working quite as well yet uh, as they do on Twitter. So you can put in a hashtag in the Pinterest search, which is in the top left on any Pinterest page, and and you can conceivably, like if I put in hashtag social media examiner, it's going to pull up pins that have either the whole hashtag, you know, with the actual pound sign, or the words social media examiner, um, mm. and it'll pull up some pins that have that. Now, unfortunately, it's only some. It's not all, you know, and it, it really just seems to be the most, most recent stuff. Uh, so that's a little bit of a bummer for me. Um, and then as far as hashtags, you know, and how they would work in Google search, um, pins are not at this point that I can tell coming up in search engine results, at least not well. Um, and it may be because there's just so many of them, you know, but I tell people, if you're coming to Pinterest looking for a boost in your in your SEO, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Um, But I do think they help um, conceivably within the Pinterest world that if somebody was searching for, you know, Paris, France, and you've got that in the description of your pin, um, whether it's just written out in words or whether you actually put, you know, hashtag Paris, um, I do think it's helpful. You know, you could potentially get a little bit of of traffic from that and a couple of repins. It it doesn't hurt anyway. Beth, um, one question that I nearly always like to ask all of our guests is to share their top tip. And in this case, um, I'd like you to think about, I know you use Pinterest regularly, obviously you wrote Mm -hmm. a book on it. Is there (laughs) something in particular recently that you've discovered that you're kind of experimenting with? Or is there something cool that you've seen recently that you think is a tip that marketers might want to experiment with when it comes to Pinterest? Yeah. I, this isn't a new thing for me, but it's something that only a couple people seem to know about. So it's something that I like to share. Um, and that's the fact that you can look on Pinterest and find out what people are already pinning from your website or blog. And so the way to do that is just go up to your URL field and you want to put in Pinterest.com forward slash source, S-O-U-R-C-E. Yep forward slash the name of your website. So for me, it's just BethHayden.com. So get, get rid of the www part, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's Pinterest.com forward slash source forward slash website name. And then when you hit go, Pinterest is going to do a search of all of its images and pull up everything from that domain that has been pinned by people. So you get to see what they're pinning, who's been pinning it, what the description is on it. Um, and it's super helpful, you know, whether you're just getting started with Pinterest or whether you've been on it for a while. I recommend that people check that uh, to kind of look and see what what content is taking off with pinners. You know, super super valuable because it may not be what you think. You know, I find people find surprises there, like, oh, I had no idea people were pinning that. You will know? it show the images that they choose also from the different it content? Will. So yeah, so maybe they're not. Um, maybe you might discover through this that you don't really have a lot of good images. Yeah, it's or, quite possible. Or you the know. images that people are. Our, our pinning are not the ones you would have expected yes. and maybe you should put some more of those kinds of images in future content. Yeah, right? exactly. I had a client that I was working with um, like Art Camp for Women and so they have all of these fantastic tutorials on their blog and they had no idea that people were pinning stuff you know, so it's, and, and they, they were thinking, oh, when they saw this and we ran this experiment, they, they looked at that and said, oh, I had no idea they would be interested in that versus this other thing that we did last week. It was really surprising because the whole page was basically filled with one image on their site that was pinned from one particular blog post that they did. So it was kind of shocking to them. 
Well, Beth, um, I could talk all day with you about Pinterest. This is frankly very cool. <laughs> um, but we are to the end of the interview. So I do want to ask you, um, where can folks learn more about your book, Pinfluence, and about you, any particular place you want to send them? Yeah, I'd love to. They can find out anything they need to know on my website, which is just bethhayden.com. There's a free Pinterest marketing guide that they can download there, right on that giant opt-in form I've got across the top that I mentioned. And then there are links on there. They can get the book from Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and, and Apple iBook uh, directly from my site. So that'd be fantastic. Beth Hayden, author of the awesome new book, Pinfluence. Thank you so much for taking Thank time you. on your busy day today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here. Wow. I tell you what, man, Pinterest is pretty exciting. Beth has really opened my eyes and I hope she's opened your eyes to what's possible. Be sure to check out her book, Pinfluence. Also, if you missed any of the uh, links that were mentioned in the interview, you can check out the show notes at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 14. That's the number one and then the number four. Uh, This does bring us to the end of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. Thank you so much for spending time with me every week. Uh, If you love the show, I'd love it if you would go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash love, which will uh, allow you to tweet out about the show. And also, if you like what you've heard, don't miss a future episode. Be sure to subscribe. And I would love it if you would give us a review on iTunes. This is so important. Uh, It helps a lot of new people discover our podcast. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world the social media marketing podcast is a production of social media examiner if you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs you're probably wondering how do i put ai to work well be sure to listen to the ai explored podcast a new show from social media examiner hosted by yours truly michael stelzner again Check out the AI Explored podcast.